Welcome, this is Concafe Devotional, based on the lectionary text for the coming week. I'm Pastor Eradi Valverde, I'm your host and narrator and writer of what uh, God places on my heart. Today's uh, scripture comes from the second chapter of Acts, uh, beginning with verse 14a, then skipping to verses 36 to 41 reading it in the Revised Standard Version in a devotional called Engaging Sermon. Verse 14. But Peter, standing with the eleven, lifted up his voice and addressed them, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and give ear to my words, that all the house of Israel therefore know assuredly that God has made him both Lord and Christ, this Jesus whom you crucified. Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart, and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Brethren, what shall we do? And Peter said to them, Repent, and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is to you, and to your children, and to all that are far off, every one whom the Lord our God calls to him. And he testified with many other words and exhorted them, saying, Save yourselves from this crooked generation. So those who received his word were baptized, and there were added that day about 3,000 souls. Well, again, I pray this is a blessed and uh, wonderful Wednesday for you. I pray that uh, God is keeping you blessed and patient and loving and compassionate especially as we uh, are in God knows what day of our quarantine, our uh, home arrest with no ankle bracelet. But uh, I uh, do want you to know that uh, God is with us. As I posted uh, Con Café onto Twitter and Facebook, which I do every morning of the day of the um, uh, devotional, today I posted yesterday or today's, Uh, I added news of the death of Mrs. Esther Blanco, who is the wife of one of my pastors from my home church in Houston. Uh, His name was the Reverend Samuel Blanco Sr., and he died some years ago. I ask your prayers for the Blanco family and also for Mrs. Elisa Gaitan, wife, uh, again, of one of my minister uh, colleagues, and this one was a a mentor of, to me as I did my internship. His name is the Reverend Francisco Gaitan. She fell on uh, Monday night and broke her femur and was to undergo surgery on Tuesday morning. From what I understand, at 8.15 uh, on Tuesday, surgery was completed and all is well. And I uh, praise God for this. This is a difficult time as family members are not allowed to even sit in the waiting room. So this made the day even more difficult for several families, especially the Gaitan family and also for the Miller family. And I ask prayers for Garrett and Lane Miller, also for Edith Lucas's sister, uh, Betty uh, Carly. Garrett Miller will be having surgery today, Wednesday, in New Braunfels. I pray that you ask God to grant his peace and healing as well as peace for Lane as she has to await news of the surgery in another location. And as always, friends, I ask that you pray for one another and pray for yourselves. 
The greatest preacher of the former Rio Grande Conference, a Spanish-language conference in which I grew up, was, according to many, the Reverend Jose Espino, longtime senior pastor of Latinidad United Methodist Church in San Antonio. I believe he served about 20 years there. Latinidad was the mother church of many Spanish-language churches in Texas and from Texas all the way to California. That's how influential that church was. Now, Reverend Espino uh, had already retired by the time I uh, became aware of things, and a friend of mine, much older gentleman, has tapes of this uh, Prince of the Pulpit, and through the ages has promised copies of them uh, to me, but none have yet appeared. But one time I did ask him, what made him the greatest preacher? And he replied, because every Sunday he would preach for exactly 15 minutes. Why was I not surprised? And I thought back to a dear colleague who's now in glory when he would invite me to preach in his absence, would report, all my people loved you. But when I asked them what you had preached about, all they could say, well, he was good. Fair enough. I bring this up because in today's passage, we have a small portion of the first Christian sermon preached by the Prince of the Disciples, which was St. Peter. We also know that his sermon was so effective that at the end, without an altar call, 3,000 souls presented themselves for baptism as a sign that they had heard and received the good news. 3,000 souls. Think about your home church. Think about Gonzales, my home church at the present moment. Where would 3,000 souls fit in your church? I believe some evangelists will claim they have preached to more souls and perhaps baptized more, but imagine this sermon in its context and setting. And again, I want you to imagine what would it be like to go back when things get more or less to where they were, I won't say normal, and you find that your church is packed with 3,000 visitors on that Sunday. Now, when Peter preached his sermon, he preached it on the steps leading into the temple, There in Jerusalem, on one of the holiest days in the Jewish faith, Pentecost was a day that the Jews had decided to remember the receiving of the law by Moses from God for the people of Israel. So you have to realize the crowds hearing this sermon were in town to celebrate a Jewish tradition. And they first heard in their own language the goodness of God. That was part of the miracle of the Christian Pentecost when the Holy Spirit fell like tongues of fire and fell on the tongues of those 12 disciples who were able to preach in other tongues, telling about the goodness of God. It made most of the crowd suspect or think that these men were drunk, and up rises Peter to tell them what was what. He did not let them off the hook in regards to the crucifixion of Jesus. He drove that point home. You guys are responsible for his death. But he also was led to share the purpose behind the arrest, crucifixion, burial, and resurrection of our Lord, the good news about Jesus. Interesting thing, the sermon as it's recorded in the book of Acts did not include a joke. It was a very serious sermon. In fact, as I said, the sermon told the truth about the guilt of Jesus' murder. It also calls for people to repent of their sins and to be baptized for the forgiveness of sins. And Peter calls the people of that generation to their face crooked. And he also added they should be saved from them. Ouch. But it worked. 
a worship service that ends with 3,000 people is not a bad thing. Amen? Friends, here's the reality. You and I are called to be living, walking, talking sermons of our faith to others. Think about that. You and I are sermons. How we act, how we interact, and even how we react to others tells them a lot about who we are and, more importantly, whose we are. Our lives should reflect our faith and how we love God and, as a result, like yesterday, how we love others or not. We are fueled by what was shared with us on our worship days, but also fueled by what we pray, what we read, how much time we spend in the Gospels and the Scripture, what we hear as we worship God on a daily basis. And there's no pressure on you preaching for only 15 or 20 or 30 minutes. It's all about how you share your love and present yourselves as a truly caring brother or sister. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we ask first that you bless our preachers. I know that even though they are not preaching to us in person, the work behind the preparation and the setup of cameras and lights and everything else is very stressful. Add to that people who are sick and in the hospital and those who die, uh, many of them alone, it's, it's a terribly stressful and tiring time for our preachers. So, Father, grant to them strength, grant to them courage and grant to them that desire to go ever forward and onward. I pray that you bless what we feed our souls so that we can help bless others. We pray for those whom we mentioned above. Be with those families who have lost loved ones. Be with those families that are about to undergo surgeries or those that are recovering for surgeries. And we pray that we be the best possible sermon someone hears from us this day. And it's in Christ Jesus' name, Father, that we pray. Amen. Well, have a great and blessed day in the Lord. Preach it today, sister or brother, in whatever God, in whatever way God leads you to preach your sermon. I pray you receive my blessings of love and peace. Feel free to forward this to someone who may need a blessing, and feel free to be a sermon, a tremendous sermon. I pray you receive my blessings of love and peace. I'm Pastor Adi Valverde. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Amen.